Today's podcast is sponsored by the Barlow Brain and Body Institute, helping doctors learn functional neurology without all the complicated stuff. If you're looking to add brain-based therapies to your practice, you'll want to check out barlowbrainandbody.com for upcoming training programs, resources, and more. Again, that's barlowbrainandbody.com. Are you keeping yourself immersed in chiropractic? Welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and this is my co-host, Dr. Troy Fox. Troy, are you keeping yourself immersed in chiropractic? I definitely am, and I think that's really important in our practices. Um, you know, my two cents is, is that we, and I always like to use the terminology, running with our heads down. We kind of right. get into practice. We kind of get in a routine of what we're doing. And 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 I've visited some practices just recently where I've seen that, where, you know, some of the some of the new techniques or new technologies or, you know, just ways to treat patients have been kind of overlooked because the doc is so busy. I'm like, well, you know, what have you gone to? Have you, have you taken any classes to expand your your mindset at this point? Whether it be chiropractic, whether it be business related, whether you look at other businesses, I still call that immersion in chiropractic because if I look at another business model to see how they operate, it's to understand whether I can improve that model for my patients. So immersion includes a lot of things. It does. And, you know, it, it also includes not getting your practice stuck in a time warp. And, mm-hmm. and how many practices do we see that they're operating under the assumption that the rules are still the same as they were 20 years ago? And they haven't kept up with the changes and they haven't started things like No Surprises Act. They're mm-hmm. not utilizing the correct compliance tools for Medicare patients when you move them to maintenance. They're not. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Some of them, some of them don't even know about HIPAA. I mean, how right. do you, so staying immersed is really just trying to keep pace with all the changes that happen every year. I mean, we're in healthcare. I, the only industry that I know that changes more often and more rapidly is the banking industry. Yeah, but healthcare changes constantly, and it changes on multiple levels. Every year we have new federal rules, we have new state rules, CPT codes change, reimbursement changes, ICD, uh, I almost said ICD-9s, ICD-10s are going to change here pretty soon. You know, everything changes and you've got to keep up with all this stuff. And yet I I hear every day doctors say, "Ah, I I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Unfortunately, you can visualize somebody with their head stuck in the sand and their butt in the air. That's unfortunately, and I think we've all wanted to do that. I think it's, you know, you and I see, unfortunately, folks that maybe got audited and found out the hard way that they weren't doing everything right. Uh, Or sometimes we walk in and somebody says, hey, would you please audit our practice and see where we're at? And we're like, okay, you need to change this, this, and this. And so we get to see it. And so when you're immersed in in, in that model of, looking at practices, it makes it much easier to look at your own and go, okay, I need to make sure that I've got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. So we're not impugning those of you that are out there. We're just saying you need to pull your head out of the sand because unfortunately, 
us telling you what you're maybe not doing correctly or what you need to do to enhance the function of your practice to make it compliant is a lot better than having somebody audit you and tell you that. And that's, that's right. really, really where the problem comes into play. Um, you know, so you can look at immersion in two ways. One way is the the not so fun side that you just talked about. The other side is expanding the horizons of your practice. So you can look at it from two different angles. Well, there are two different angles. You're absolutely right. And you just mentioned one thing, and that's audits. You know, I guarantee mm-hmm. you the audits, the auditors, the auditors are up on all the rules and latest trends and so forth. So if you're not, and they are that's a bad risk reward scenario. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking a huge risk, especially when some of the stuff is just simple to keep up on. If you've got a great coach, they should be keeping you up on all this stuff to begin with and mm-hmm. you not have to worry about it. They should just be implanting that into your pack, your practice. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it is it's on the business side, not just the compliance side. I mean, that that's one component, but the, the business side changes too. And today's consumer patient buying trends, for example, have completely changed from what they were even just a few years ago before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, the, the pandemic changed everything. Today's economy changes everything. And if you're not keeping up with those kind of things, pretty soon you find yourself in a practice where you've lost complete control of your ability to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And sometimes turning that ship around takes months sometimes longer. And so you got to keep, you got to keep pace with it. You got to, you got to stay ahead of those changes along the way. And it takes losing the fear of making changes in your practice. You know, sometimes you, you've done something as a habit in your practice for years that either a now is not compliant or B, it's something that's not a benefit to your patient, but it's eating up a bunch of your time. And quite frankly, cutting into your profit margin if you still have a profit margin by by doing some of these extraneous activities. So it is important that you evaluate what you are doing in your practice. Is it compliant? And is it helping my patients? Yeah. And, and if is so, it helping your business? If so, am, am I actually billing for what I'm doing? We see an awful lot of that as well, where people want to be the good guy or the good girl. And mm-hmm. they say, I love my patients. I love my patients too, but what I do is a value and I want to give right. a valuable service to my patients. And so to give a valuable service, you have to affix a price to it, a reasonable price, of course. Yeah, it, right. And you brought up another good point. And, and we say this all the time. So this, this is a side note before I make this other point. Um, if you have a service that you're not charging for, gosh, even if you charge $5 for it, Mm-hmm. Aren't you doing better than you were before financially? Number one. And number two, don't you think your patients are going to find more value in it? Of course they will. Don't give services away. There's no reason to. And, and here's the other thing that I see a lot. I see doctors making a decision of, I'm going to be really, really nice to this patient and not charge them for a progress exam. You know what? I'm going to take it one step further. I'm not even going to do the progress exam. Mm-hmm. And so they, they think in their heart, they're doing something great for the patient. And maybe you are in the way of a gift. I'll come back to that in a minute. But what you're not doing a good service to is yourself. Because how do you mm-hmm. think the insurance company is looking at that from a medical necessity standpoint? Are you skipping a progress exam, which helps prove your medical necessity? And so the insurance company wants to review or audit your records. And all of a sudden there's no progress exam in there. And now in their mind, 
their mind, the insurance company's mind, you're over treating the patient. You're beyond utilization, normal utilization. Mm-hmm. And this, this is how you get caught between a rock and a hard place on this stuff. Don't shortcut anything. There's no reason to. And when you create those little gift type scenarios, um, you might be creating a non-compliance issue, especially if you did it on a Medicare patient, because some of those mm-hmm. things can be considered enticement if it's more than what Medicare allows <clears throat> you to give away in a year's time, which isn't much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a real careful area that you have to watch for sure is the enticement. But I agree. There are so many times where we we see somebody that tries to do a good thing for a patient. And just like you said, they end up putting themselves in a position where if they get audited, they really regret that decision because at that point, you don't have a leg to stand on. You you should be updating ADLs, long-term and short-term goals. A patient, the, the, the auditors and the insurance company, all they're really asking for, you know, we, we kind of give the insurance companies the bad guy routine a lot of the times. And I get it. They're a business and sometimes they are kind of tough to deal with, but If I were an insurance company, even if I were the nice guy insurance company that loved Dr. Michael Perush, but when I sent for notes, he had a couple of chicken scratches. He didn't really do a a complete exam, but he charged me for one. He did. He adjusted the patient. I could tell he adjusted him, but it seemed it looked like it was just kind of the same thing each time. There Mm -hmm. wasn't really much variation in his notes and there was never really a follow up or a progress exam. At that point, even as a nice guy, I'm going to get a little irritated with that doc and say, you know what, doc, you didn't really document what you did, but you charged me for it. It's kind of like when you take your car to a dealership and they say, hey, we need to do this, this and this. And you get your car back and, you know, you're not smart enough to get underneath it and figure out what parts have been replaced or not been replaced, but you take it to someone else and someone else goes, I'm not sure that that filter was replaced or that line was replaced that you were charged for. And I don't want to impugn car dealerships either, because I'm not saying that that's, that's a, that's the case in all, but I'm just trying to give an example of sometimes we draw doubt upon ourselves when we don't document well enough exactly what's done. I remember some car dealerships that I've been to or a a, a service shop that I've been to, an independent service shop, they've actually kept the parts and showed them to me. Here's what we replaced. We replaced this, this was worn out, this was worn out. So your notes are kind of almost like that, that you're actually showing, here's the improvements that we made to the patient. Here's what was wrong. Here's the long and short-term goals. And here's the improvement that we've made in the progress exam. Right. Right. No, it's a great point. You know, it's not hard to keep up with a lot of this kind of stuff. You know, record keeping isn't hard. I think one of the traps we fall into is we go over to the computer and we input a bunch of stuff in our EHR and we never read it. And we don't Mm -hmm. realize that the system is missing a key component in an area or we forgot to check a box or something. And that is all reflected in our note. And I think that's a lot of times where we get tripped up because we haven't spent the time to really learn our system. We threw it in the office. We did some quick training on it and then we just tried to move on. And so there's all these little things in the office, like, you know, how are you training your staff? That's important, right? Mm -hmm. How are you setting up your procedures? How often are you reviewing your procedures to see if they still work? Is your capacity management still good? Your scheduling still good? You know, when you, when you see, um, 
collections going down or, or new patients going down? What is your process to figure out what's happening in the practice to make those numbers go down? So companies like ours, this is what we do. We help you stay immersed in short microbursts of information to stay immersed in all these little key components that make your practice successful, whether it's whether we're thinking from a profit standpoint, a staff standpoint, uh, a patient outcome standpoint, audit protection, client uh, compliance protection, whatever it might be, we help you stay on top of those kind of things. So you don't really have to worry about it. We're going to spoon feed it right in front of you, but you have to take advantage of it. You can't just stick your head in the sand. Like you said, yeah, I always picture sticking your head in the sand and putting some handcuffs on your butt with your hands behind your back. Yeah. And we keep you from getting what I call paralysis by analysis. Sometimes you do look at your practice and you go, I don't know where to start and I don't know what to do. That's when when Dr. Perush talks about micro bursts of information. When we meet with you, we talk with you about your practice and and we kind of give you a little bit of homework. It's like, okay, let's tackle this this week. Let's get this in place. Now that you've got that in place, now let's take the next step. So that way you're not just looking at the whole enchilada going, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And you throw your hands up in the air, paralysis by analysis. Right, right. And there's no reason for it. So you've got to stay immersed in your profession on some level. Doesn't have to be deep. You don't always have to go out there and do all the research, but stay immersed because it's that immersion that really keeps you connected to your profession, connected to your success. All right, Troy, great stuff. So, hey, everybody out there, if you're ready to get your practice on the path to profit, schedule a breakthrough call with us today by clicking the link below or going on to our website, catsconsultants.com. And let's talk about your practice a little bit. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants. We'll see you next time.